I'm going to say it like this. What you're not going to do is use a white person to try to diminish the accomplishments of a black person. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Self Shoots from the Hip. I'm your host, Joshua Self. You can find me on Twitter at Self Shoots. Leave a like, a follow, a comment, leave an iTunes review, helps the show get discovered. And today I want to talk about, uh, I really don't want to talk about it, but I feel like it's necessary. Herbert Davis, the first black head coach in the University of North Carolina history, which is pretty incredible. You know, it's one of those things that's probably long overdue and someone finally made it in. And this is what he had to say about it. It is significant, Steve. It, it, it's significant that I'm African-American and I'm the head coach here. It's significant. Um, I know that in terms of Division I head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division I men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm the fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white. Sir, you said what? But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. Oh, Lord. Come on, sir. I don't have anything against one that decides to marry a white woman if you're a black man. That's your right. But to take away from this moment, that's literally on you. You know, trying to give you accolades, you know, for this accomplishment, for being the the first basketball head coach, the fourth head coach that this college has ever had in, in any sport that's black. And to diminish your own accomplishment to bring up the fact that your wife is white. So when we have the cookout, you may not bring your white wife. And when we're discussing the accomplishments of black people, black people pioneering, you may not bring your white wife. When we're discussing issues that black people are facing currently in America, you may not bring your white wife. I mean, but you have to notice that whenever black people bring up literally anything, there's always these other folks that want to do the well, what about isms or you know, we're also oppressed. We also have struggles. And this isn't to say that non-black people don't have issues. This isn't to say that non-black people don't have accomplishments, that they haven't done anything or been through anything. The point is that if we're currently focusing on what one group of people is doing, what one group of people is going through, bringing in others is simply just diminishing what they've got going on, whether it's something positive, whether it's something negative. Bringing in other folks isn't really helping resolve issues. It's not really helping to deliver praise or accolades. It's really just taking away from the current center, you know, the, the current focus. The second thing that really stood out to me, though, is when he, he's entering this situation, he knows what he's accomplished. He knows that he's going to be looked at. He knows he's, he's going to get interviewed. He has to speak on being the first black head coach of a basketball team. And so he has a chance to, you know, prep what he wants to say, like what I want to speak about. I'm going to have cameras on me. I'm going to have people writing down everything I say. I'm going to be recorded. And I have a chance to deliver a message from my heart like what is important to me and he had to put out that his wife was white now if he said like i love my wife she loves me she's been supportive for me and all this kind of thing ain't no problem he specifically mentioned 
his wife being white. And so you have to think, like, why would you specifically mention your wife being white, particularly when you're in a spot where you can do something positive for the black community, where you can represent, you know, progress? Unfortunately, it's a result of wanting to gain proximity to whiteness, wanting to be as close to being white as possible, wanting to be accepted by his peers. Like, as he has said, most of his peers are not black people. Most of his peers are going to be white men. And so wanting to be accepted by white men, it's a lot easier to get in with a white wife than it would be with a black wife. And this sort of mentality is unfortunate because it's really speaking to, I picked this woman because she was white, not because she treated me well, not because, you know, she did something for me or, you know, I like her company, not even something as superficial as I think that she's beautiful. The first criteria that he's put on his wife is the fact that she's white like he's trying to use her whiteness to enter into spaces that he would otherwise not be allowed in and because there are some black men who have this this mindset that somehow a white woman is of greater status than a black woman you can understand why a, a black woman might turn her nose up when a black man comes in with a white woman and then you have to consider that he gets this position but his attitude his mentality at least when in regards to his wife is somewhat destructive to the black community overall. But then when you think about like how to get this position, like if the whiteness of his wife is a big deal to him, chances are he's going to view other issues through a lens that is favorable to white people that he's going to come in and sort of be docile, you know, kind of get along with the, the bullshit that happens in a lot of spaces and behave in a way that makes white people comfortable and sort of suppress, you know, his blackness and for the sake of a job. In a capitalistic society, it's understandable that some people are willing to compromise some or their the entirety of their soul to get ahead. But I feel like we... As a people, we've got to be willing to take certain losses to further our people. Like Just because you don't come out ahead immediately doesn't mean that you won't be able to win in the long term. And that's what we have to consider. You know, what is the, the long term goals? Because this guy getting this position is really a setback in the grander scheme of things. It's basically saying to white people that we should pick the black people that are least concerned with black issues, the ones that are most likely to adopt white ideals that are anti-black. And that's truly unfortunate. Ultimately, I, I kind of hate the fact that this guy got this position. I mean, it kind of sucks that he has squandered such opportunity to brag about having a white wife as if that's really going to give him a seat at the table that he wants to be able to eat at. When really, it's more like a tether that is chaining him to something to keep him in line. I'm completely unrelated note but also about a black man so i guess they're kind of related but not really dmx passed away uh this past week and you know there's an outpouring of support and love for the man i feel like he he did some good things you know he definitely made a dent in the music scene and in all honesty if he had died like 20 years ago he would be in the goat conversation unfortunately he got caught up with drugs and ultimately that led to his demise so my parents didn't really allow us to listen to explicit lyrics when i was a kid at some point though we got a stereo that had the five disc changer and i thought we were doing something incredible you know and we got um 
the Cradle to the Grave soundtrack from another kid at school. And so the strategy was to use the stereo with headphones so we could listen to it. And then when my dad came home, we would take the CD out, you know, and hide it somewhere else so that my folks would never find out that we had the CD. Well, for whatever reason, one day it accidentally got left in the stereo and it just so happened that my dad used the stereo naturally he hears it you know now we're in fucking trouble you know grounded and all this sort of thing and i talked to him about it and the reason he was so upset with this particular cd and similar artists was how they treated women that that was his big thing he's like i don't like the way dmx i don't like the way nelly and you know so on and so forth i don't like the way that they treat women and it's kind of been something that's plaguing hip-hop since pretty much its inception and definitely has carried on till today i don't say this to pick on dmx specifically he wasn't alone he wasn't the one who started it it just sucks that hip-hop itself has become this space that is so influential is so big and touches the lives of so many people and yet we don't use it to uplift black women and the way we talk about black women the way we denigrate black women i I really hate it. And I wish that there was a profitable way for us to uplift black women. But as long as we're in America, I just don't think that's ever going to be the case. I suppose that's all I really had to say about DMX as an individual. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver.